Natasha, yeah. Nice to nice to meet you. Thank you for, for coming on with us today. Um so yeah, good. Um so what we do with this chain chat is the last person to come on to speak leaves a question for the next person. And the last one was a little bit yeah, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Lana asked. What would you build in Web3 if you knew there was no chance that it was going to fail? Um, what I did in Web3 is, um, okay, can I start something saying, first of all, um, being an African, being a Nigeria, um, we've been advocating for our stories to be out there because um, most of our stories are quite legendary, and, you know, um, personally, I've been opting to go into game development, and then when it comes to a tree, I I think I'd use um games based on African mythologies and stories because I feel that um culture is always alive. Yeah, culture will always live. Culture can never die. So these stories need to be told over and over again, and then for it to keep existing. Um, it, back then where we were kids, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, back then what we did, um, what they did for us was sit us around and try and then just tell us the stories and all that. But now it's we're in the future, you know. And then there is technology, there's web tree, there's the metaverse and everything. Why sit around trees or around fires telling each other stories when we can actually have these things on video games? The common thing that most people do these days, like you could learn from the stories. For example, um, on Greek mythology and uh, yeah, Greek about Zeus, creators. I don't know if you played God of War, if you play video games though. Um, on on God of War, the video game God of War. That's where I actually learned about Greek mythology to some extent, and I believe that could as well be applied into African history too. Being a black person on my own, I I believe that would be very useful. So on um, on Web three, I think. Um, portraying stories on Web3 would be my main aim and portraying those stories using video games and I believe we will not do yeah nice All right, thanks yeah. so um, is your interest in blockchain Web3 is it personal or professional well um, both ways actually it's both personal and both professional mm -hmm. so um, okay on a personal level, um, my interest in blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and all that started far back as 2017. Um, let's just see. On a personal level, I've always been so interested in looking for what the future needs to be, you know, the technology future needs. And then, boom, blockchain technology came up and uh, it, was, it was booming everywhere. And then we needed more hands on deck and finding out the technicalities of the things and on a professional level um i'm a copywriter as you know me only sorry the last part uh, cut out. yeah it cut out a little bit you said on a professional level 
Yeah, on a professional level, um, a copywriter, as you met me on LinkedIn, I'm a copywriter, and they're not just the copywriter, though. Um, currently, I am actually going through learning solidity, um, the program language for Ethereum, so as well going through blockchain development and all that for, you know, decentral apps development and all that. So on a professional level, um, knowing about blockchain technology and cryptocurrency helps um, balance my copywriting because um, I, my niche is very, very specific. I'm not like every other copywriter on, on the web or on LinkedIn. Because if you go look at my profile, you just find that I'm so focused on blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, or tree. I'm all about that. And um, previously, um, some months ago, I worked with um, a blockchain consultancy firm, Black Pixel. It's, it's based in Paris, um, France, Paris, France. Black Pixel is the name of the blockchain consultancy firm. And I worked for them as um, social media um, content writer and as well as copywriter. So, um, so on a professional level, I'm a writer for blockchain, specifically for blockchain, non-fungible tokens, cryptocurrencies, web three, metaverse, and every other thing that needs to be said about them besides centralized finance and all that. So, um, recently as well, I've been trying to pick up a course on. Um, cryptocurrency tokenomics and at least um, widening my knowledge in that in that scope too. Okay, cool, nice. Um, what what challenges do you find to learning more or doing more? Learning more and doing more challenges. Uh, I'd say uh, the racial diversity, not to. I'm saying this as, as not to incite any judgment on anybody, but I, I can say the racial diversity has been quite a big problem for, for us in some ways, for us in some ways. Um, first of all, being an African, and I don't know if I'd say worst of all or best of all, being a Nigerian, mm-hmm. you get. So yeah. it's difficult in some ways. I mean, I'm, I'm also a freelancer on work, and sometimes I might actually have an opportunity to get um, a contract or a job. And then as soon as the client finds out that I'm Nigerian, I can tell them, I'm not scared about that. I normally tell them that, look, okay, I'm an African and I'm Nigerian. And then they just like, who Nigerians, come as yeah. You know, it's, it's really haunting. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's really at least, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some of the clients have had to like confront them and tell them, no, that's not how it's done. You don't just judge us like that. Now. Mm-hmm. I believe, okay, I, I, will lie, I will lie about the fact that there are some of us young people who are not doing it the right way and all that. But I'd also like to let you know that there are a lot of us out there who are actually making big moves in the world, like doing it the right way and then we are being responsible for it and we are part of those people. So mm-hmm. that's first judgment is. So I believe that racial diversity has been a problem for us in some way. But um, as we move on, we've been able to like conquer it in some ways, just little step by step with conquering. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. like you say, racial diversity and probably also the geographical, like the two things together, like yeah. you have it doubly tough, right? I guess because like most of the technology came. Well, starts in you know America or whatever. Then 
it's kind of like you have to follow follow that way I don't know um anyway what's been your greatest resource like where where and what did you learn from websites twitter linkedin oh my greatest resource um this was 2017 Uh, let me just give the short story about how it all started I, i don't know if you found me that Hello? Say it again, sorry. Okay, let me just give the short story. I don't know if you permit that how it all started. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right, thank you very much. So um as of twenty seventeen, um I finished high school and I was waiting to gain admission to the university and then I was just more nothing to do as at that moment. Then I just had to start thinking, what should I do like? What's my plan and all that thing? Um, the opportunity presented itself. A friend introduced me to cryptocurrency. Like, hey, why not start trading cryptocurrency? And I was like, um, I've just seen those on Insults, uh, probably while scrolling over um, Google searches. And then I just see that cryptocurrency. I just see Bitcoin. I wasn't really interested in that sort of thing. And so that 2017, um, my friend introduced it to me and said, okay, guy, why don't you start this? And then... Um, I did. I paid for a course. Um, a course was it was a WhatsApp course. Um, WhatsApp course on crypto trading. Uh, at first, it was um, how do I say it? It was really it was a little bit difficult at first. Just trying to get get all the technicalities in this crypto trading analysis, like how do you draw those lines and then line like you just draw simple lines and then that will tell you the direction of the market and I'll be like. How how's that happening? Mm-hmm. Until okay, it kept going deeper and deeper, and then I kept learning further. Learned about fundamental analysis, um, technical analysis, sentimental analysis, and those things. And then over time, I was able to piece all of it together to start my cryptocurrency trading journey. So I started trading since 2017. I think the last quarter of 2017. Mm-hmm. I traded for over two years. That's the 2019. And then I was still a writer. Um, story, short stories for people. And then, well, I was not really specific on what I was writing about until 2019. And then um, I, I watched a video on Twitter. It was um, yeah, it was like an online course on um, on copywriting and Upwork, how to use Upwork freelancing app for your copywriting skills to at least make some books for yourself and all that. So I said, okay, you've been to cryptocurrency trading and then you've been learning about DeFi, then centralized finance, you've been learning about all the stuff, blockchain technology, and then you're also a writer. And then there is an opportunity where you can actually piece all of it together and make a name for yourself in this this specific niche. Um, I I did a a little research then and found out that um, if you search for blockchain writers or crypto writers, the number is very small. If you Mm -hmm. do your research, it's very small compared to general writers. So there are general writers, people who write for anything at all that you can drink, that's all they write for anything. But when you need specific people, people who are very specific to what you are looking for, they are very few, and then I, I choose. I, then I chose to be among that one percent of um, specific writers who just write for blockchain technology. So 
I pieced all of it together and yeah. I'm um WhatsApp course from WhatsApp. I, I did a short course on Udemy and um, Coursera. Currently, I'm doing another course on Coursera project management, Google project management. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's still mm-hmm. ongoing. I'm not done with it yet because um, I'm living with um, that certificate and a skill from Google project management. I could as well go into managing cryptocurrency projects and um, NFT projects for you know firms and like that. Keep like expanding my career. So, <clears throat> Websites, um, online courses, applications like Udemy, Coursera have been very useful for me, they've been my very useful tools. And then mm-hmm. conversations with people um, that have like minds. Like recently, I started attending a conference. Um, it's just a short get together conference among people who, um, among blockchain developments, uh, developers, sorry, among blockchain developers. Um, and here in Nigeria, we call them tech bros. That was that's the thing we use in referring to those people who do that tech bros. So we just all sit together, discuss about blockchain technology. Um, we talk about ways we can as well help, like use blockchain technology to help our system, our Nigerian system, like our African system, in fact, system generally in the world. How we could use blockchain technology. So I think, not that I think, I know that discussions like that have been very useful. You get mm-hmm. to learn a lot of things that you didn't know. Um, I think uh, I heard about multi-signature words from a discussion session like that. And then I came across it from that Twitter scam issue that I, I posted on my LinkedIn. That was I learned about multi-signature wallets. So discussions, sitting around with friends who have like minds um, have been helpful to online courses, WhatsApp, and then, yeah, they've been helpful. LinkedIn especially too. LinkedIn yeah. has been helpful. I've met a uh, have also taught me a lot of things on LinkedIn. So yeah, perfect. Those. There's plenty of things then. Um, another one for you. Um, uh, what do you wish you'd known sooner? I wish I knew sooner. Um, <laughs> I wish I knew. I mean, some of the some of the others. The general answer is, "Oh, I just wish I knew all about it sooner because because there's so much to learn." Well, I, to me, I wish I knew sooner that blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, were real. Because if I had known as far back as 2013, I, I think by now my knowledge scope would have been wider than this. And mm-hmm. then I, I like to make reference to Bitcoin Pizza Day, where somebody bought. Yeah. To just two packs of pizzas and ten thousand pieces of Bitcoin. I wish that person knew sooner that Bitcoin would have been um would be what was this like in fact. So, personally I wish I had known earlier than 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 now for instance actually they would have been the future of um, uh-huh. finance. Yeah, cool. And then um so out of my own curiosity, really, in Nigeria, is there a lot of interest in, I mean, your group of friends, for example, are you the only person talking about blockchain or do you have, is there much interest in general? Um, um, I'd say a lot of young Nigerians are not so exposed. Um, I just because um, I come from a humble background and then looking for 
um, a way to get our names out there. Like we should mm -hmm. be known for something. I think that made me like go out to look for exposure, go out to look for information on how to make my life better. Mm -hmm. uh, blockchain is not so common amongst yeah, young people. Um, but for me, um, I, I believe the prerequisite for me choosing a friend is making sure you have uh, useful to me a digital crypto and um, currency trading or your web developer or your programmer, any of those things. I believe those are things that are normally used in like picking out people that I could call friends because um, friendship is not just about like I like you or you like me. I need you to be beneficial to me and I need to be beneficial to you as well. So um, with with something as that as my professor, I believe the type of friends I have around me are people who talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Wait. Wait. The last part. The last part cut out again. I don't know if it's my internet. Oh. Um, and then uh, what else was I going to ask you? Yeah, so going back to something you said before, which I found interesting, um, when people go to hire you, for example, and they realise you're in Nigeria and you seem to have some setbacks because of that, what recommendations would you give to um, employers or people who are contracting? I mean, how can they practically become less um, biased, basically? Sometimes this is me also. Um, yeah. If these contractors or clients don't actually read our profiles on Upwork, like uh -huh. don't you read the profiles or don't you read the profiles on LinkedIn, you've seen where we've worked and you've seen our... our some of the jobs we've completed, you understand me? And then you find out that these clients that we completed jobs for actually leave um, a feedback and some kind of recommendations for us. And then I, I meet a client and then he, he says that he can't give me a job because I'm an engineer. And I'll not be like, and, and then I'd be like, don't you read the profile, like the entire profile, aren't you reading it or anything like that? So I believe um, clients should actually read through profiles. That's how you know someone is real. On, mm -hmm. on um, Opoc, I'm a verified freelancer on, on Opoc. And to be verified, you have to use um, your your official credentials. For example, your national ID, your national ID card or something like that. You have to use something. So I cannot be a scammer using my national identity card. There. It's very yeah. easy to pick me out. You get yeah. If you report and say that I've stolen your money or something like that, it is very easy to find me. Because mm -hmm. it's my identity that's there. So I I don't think I'll be bold enough as a scammer to put my identity there. For me, putting my identity there to be verified it means certainly means that I am legit. And then you've seen other jobs that I've wanted for other people. So my recommendation, as I said to them, please read our profiles. And secondly, I would like to advertise Nigerians. I would like to advertise Africans to, to hire us, to blockchain developers or hire us like that. Because... Um, when it comes to this technology thing, I believe we are actually extremely good at it. Mm -hmm. When we you find some of us who are really focused in these things, we can be very, very good, like extremely good at it. We mm -hmm. tend to deliver the best. So I'm advertising us to yeah, to hire us out there. We can be good at it. So, so yeah. yeah.
that's it. Yeah, and for people to go a little bit deeper than just the surface, you know, like would be nice as well, right? Um, when okay, just a couple more then. When did you learn your most important lesson about diversity? Was something significant with reference to diversity, maybe in your professional professional life? As I said, um, diversity in um, race, um, it's not just um, between Africans and uh, mm -hmm. other continents of the world. It's not just that. Even down here in Nigeria, we actually have diversity in some ways. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm a southerner. I'm a southerner and I'm schooling in the north of the country, the northern part of the country. And I've actually been denied a job because I am not an autonomous. Hmm. If you get that. Yeah, I've been denied a job because I'm not an autonomous. Some places I've been denied entrance because I'm not an autonomous. We still have those things there, but I believe, uh, and then I've had some places where it has favored me, okay, it doesn't matter if you're not an autonomous, just get it. As long as you can do it, then get it. So, hmm. I, I believe coming here has been one of my major um, uh, experiences uh, of feeling that um, of having that racial diversity get to me in some way that denied access to some things because I'm not from this place like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that that as well pushes me every day to <clears throat> want to um, how do I say it um, break that barrier between you're not from this place or you're from this place, that barrier, been having, trying to make relationships or friendships with these people to as well accommodate them and then accommodating me to, to balance it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if you have a mixture of both, the racism and xenophobia, yeah. it's like, great. <laughs> um, all right, Any anything else you want to share of any other experiences or... Any advice for people who are starting to learn? Any advice for your uh, fellow country people? Anything at all? Um, this, okay, I have a few. Um, okay, let me start with this. First of all, this is to developers or um, founders of blockchain firms or cryptocurrency tokens or those things. Um, I, I don't know. Recently, uh, we've been having so many scams or so many rock pools on cryptocurrencies because mm -hmm. of lack of preparation. Like, um, I normally tell people on, on social media or LinkedIn, like, if you have a, um, an idea for a blockchain project or an NFT or a crypto project at all, creating a token is not the first step. So many firms rush into that, like, because we found a name for something like that, um, let's just say we call it the bucket, the bucket. And then in two weeks time, we've already created, like done a small tokens, call it bucket, and if started an IC or something like that, without preparation, with no preparation at all, you mm -hmm. just rushed into creating um, crypto tokens, which eventually at the end might fail. We had this case of, um, what was it? Um, uh, I think Akuta's NFT, yeah, Akuta's NFT, um, that issue where they lost over $400 million. 
worth of Ethereum um, due to a false smart contract. It was an NFT project um, about a basketballer, um, basketballer athlete who did an NFT project or something like that. Um, and then the smart contract was faulty. It wasn't properly audited, which shows that there was lack of operation. There was no proper check on those things. Those people were just rushing to just um, get money from the investors and do whatever they wanted. So that version wasn't there. And then we found out that at the end of the day, the smart contract was faulty. Immediately, the investors put their money into it. It got stuck. I don't know if you if you got that story at all. It got stuck. I think, yeah, I, I wrote an article on it. It's on my LinkedIn page, an article on it. Yeah. So that's investment dollars or whatever Ethereum got stuck in that smart contract, unable to be removed, you know. So I think my first advice to many developers or people is don't rush into creating tokens or smart contracts. Build your team first. Build your team. Build every other thing first. I, I believe your crypto um, token or your NFT should come last. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are well prepared and then have who are very transparent, not um, hiding facts or something like that. I believe somebody in that team would have actually known about that faulty smart contract and then just left it like that. On Twitter, there was somebody, I think a hacker on Twitter, actually infiltrated that particular smart contract and found out that there was an error, there was um, a fault in the coding or something, in the coding sequence, and then alerted the Akutas team, but still they didn't pay attention to it until the launch began and then the whole money just got stopped so that's one of my advice and then um my second advice to um this goes to nigerians this goes to africans in general too um and then every other black person out there in the world who is trying to make a name for themselves with um uh, technology is Yes, people would face a lot of hurdles, but still don't give up. I think I've met a lot of clients who have accepted me, who have actually enjoyed my presence, even though I was a black, even though I was Nigerian. For example, he, Natasha, and I, I was really amazed the day you just messaged me on LinkedIn, and then you said you read one of my posts, and you messaged me and told me if you could interview me. I think mm-hmm. this is a step to actually breaking that diversified barrier um, in blockchain technology. And uh, I'm giving a five-star rating to your company, Diversity in Blockchain. I actually went online to read about you. And then I, I found that oh, the work you're doing, it's, it's really amazing. So um, things like this should be done more often. Like bring everybody from every race together. Talk about these things. Because the future belongs to all of us. If we are unable to develop it now, we are all going to suffer it in the future. So... My advice to every other person, developer, um, blogger, or journalist, or whatsoever, bring every race on board. Bring all of us on board. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of talents out there that you are not searching for, that you are not looking into. You just focus on yourself. So don't focus on yourself. You know? Look out there, too. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh. I can't hear you at all now. I don't know if it's my computer there. Now, yeah. No, stopped again. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. I heard, I didn't hear the last part, but I, I get the sentiment and it's really nice to hear as well. It makes us think, remember why we are doing what we are doing. 
Um, all right, just the last one then is for you to leave a question. It can be blockchain related or otherwise for our next guest. Ask anything. Okay. Um, of late, um, lately, I've been asking this question so many people on LinkedIn. Um, blockchain in our economy. What are the parts that you feel blockchain technology um, should, um, first of all, impact in the economy? Aside finance, I know blockchain is already um, impacting finance, but what are other aspects that blockchain could actually go into and make big impacts? Okay. I don't know if you got the question. No, that's perfect. Yeah, so what, what other impacts aside from financial could blockchain have in general? Yeah, yeah. I like this one as well. I like yeah. thinking about that one a lot because, you know, we have the basic, basic, I don't know, supply chain and charitable giving and stuff like that. But I think there are so many implications. It's uh, It'll be an interesting Absolutely. question uh, for the next person. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been really interesting. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it was a wonderful time speaking with you. And as I said, five-star rating to diversity in blockchain. You guys are wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, we'll keep doing what we're doing. Don't worry. <laughs> And this this kind of conversation just proves it. It just makes it all worthwhile. So yeah. All right. Thank you again. I'm going to stop the recording and then uh, I'll speak to you again.